Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Startup Diary podcast. My name's Adam Callow, and I'm normally joined by Harrison Mudge on the mics, and he does jump on the mics a little bit later. Today's show is a little bit different. Normally, it's me and Harry sharing the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it takes to build a small business into a big one. But because of the current situation, we've invited members of our community uh, from the Business Owners Group on Facebook to take part in a group discussion to talk about how they're being impacted by COVID-19, but the positive actions they're taking to build their business through these uncertain times. So listen to this, take away what you can, and hear about how five other business owners are tackling this in a positive way. A quick... PSA from me is sometimes the audio quality does drop, but we've still kept it in there because we think the nuggets in there are worth listening to. Enjoy. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think probably the first things first, uh, we have five voices that the listeners of the show are not going to be used to hearing. Uh, If we can just do a whistle uh, around everyone starting top left as I'm viewing it now on Zoom. So that starts with yourself, Colin. Uh, Colin, could you just introduce yourself, uh, what business you're in? Uh, and then we'll just go around everyone uh, so we can introduce all the business around the table before we get into the meat and bones of today's show. Sure. So my name is Colin Stokes. I run a company called Adiuvo. We provide predominantly out-of-hours emergency call handling for the property management sector. We look after about 600,000 properties uh, throughout the UK, based in Ireland, and been doing it for about 11 years now. Brilliant stuff, mate. There's some really interesting stuff I'm, I want to dig into how your business is reacting to this all uh, from a demand basis. Uh, over to yourself, Mark. Hi, um, my name is Mark Dudley. I'm uh, based abroad. I've done a number of businesses, started them up and uh, sold them on. And um, I made the decision in December last year to start a, a new company, which is a, a survey company using drones and uh, another high technology. And um, I'm currently based in Saudi Arabia. And um, it's, uh, you know, interesting how it's affecting us here perfect mate we're looking forward to digging into how you can see both sides of this right now uh mr shane williams sugar nova uh, we've got a bit of background haven't we mate how are you uh for the people for the people that didn't listen to our uh, <laughs> podcast way back when you want to introduce yourself buddy all right yeah so i'm shane williams i'm a um agency owner of sugar nova so we do digital marketing and business development and consulting um mainly uh, interesting enough in the food and beverage and hospitality space um and then i also have my own um influencer stuff that i do so under either shane williams or shane loves food and i do see content creation and social media marketing and stuff for brands yeah shane when you put your hand up and said you're interested in getting involved in this group discussion i wanted to really dig into given the nature of the industry that you specifically serve i'm interested <laughs> to see how, how you're working through that uh moves on to yourself pete I'm Pete Lowers and buy and sell companies. Right at this point in time, I am amalgamating a number of companies which specialise in the archery retail and archery manufacturing sector, um, both UK and abroad. Super, super interesting, mate. And I think right now, uh, again, when you put your hand up, I'm interested to know actually is now a good buying opportunity. We can get into this later, but is now a good buying opportunity considering the nature of your work. Um, and then last but definitely not least, Mr. Woodgate. Um, for those of you that have been a long time listening to the show, you've probably heard his voice a couple of times because we've used some of his questions as he's WhatsApped them to me. Uh, Lee, do you want to give an introduction to who you are, mate? Yeah, I'm Lee. Uh, got a plumbing and heating company called Argas Heating, had it for about three years, and uh, that's about it, mate. 
Uh, Lee, I'm not going to let you get off the hook there because I can see on your left wrist, uh, you're also uh, a co-founder of an organization called Mentalk. Do you want to quickly give people uh, an introduction to what Mentalk is? And then please just yeah. drop a shameless plug in there as well because you do have a podcast yourself. Yeah, we, um, it's Mentalk. It's basically, and it started specifically with tradesmen. And um, we started it with two other trade guys. And we've got a Facebook group called Mentalk UK. And slowly but surely it's becoming quite a big thing and we've had made some pretty big moves lately and you should be hearing a lot more about us in the future perfect stuff um, and in case any of that audio dropped out i wasn't sure if it was uh hit and miss for the rest of the, the guests on the show um one a request for lee try and find better wi-fi connection <laughs> uh, but secondly uh, if you didn't catch that mentor uh, mental health um specifically designed for men that that, that should speak up but don't uh, fantastic organization uh, we're really proud to be supporting it so if you do need uh some support right now just head over to facebook there's a great community over there um so guys let's get into the meat and bones of today's show actually harry do you want to say anything i never i never throw it across to you in these group discussions no, I feel I, bad for it. I, uh, I i enjoy sort of taking a back seat in these shows actually because there's <laughs> There's far more interesting people on the show than uh, than me. Oh, play yourself down, kid. Um, so, guys, um, it's great to hear that some of you have already listened to yesterday's show. You heard that we're trying to get the content out fairly quickly because of the topical nature of it. Uh, so we've got group discussion uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, and there's sort of like two things that I want to cover off is, one, how have the current situation impacted your business or businesses? Um, but then moving swiftly on to how are you in a proactive way dealing with it uh, to make sure that you can build the business, build the brand or build yourself uh, to sort of benefit from the opportunity that will be on the other side of this, but we've got to weather the storm. Really keen to keep this away from becoming a political show. That's not what we're trying to do on this. Uh, so Colin, if I just open up to yourself and I apologize because you're top left on gallery view on Zoom. So you're always going to be the first person that I pick on unless I feel like Lee Woodgate's fallen asleep. So then I'll just throw something over to him. Uh, uh, Colin, um, how, uh, how has the current situation um, impacted your business? And again, please, for the rest of the guys on the microphones today, please don't let this be a uh, one-to-one all the way through. If there's anything that any of the guests say, please uh, just stick your hand up visually so that I can reference it. If you've got a question for another member uh, of the group call, uh, let's get a good discussion going here. Colin, over to you, buddy. Okay, well, like um, a couple of people yesterday, it was kind of like something that was happening in the background and happening somewhere else. And all I was preoccupied with originally was that it was going, was it going to affect my trip to Vegas, uh, which it did because they cancelled all the flights. So that was that was that was my biggest worry at that point. But then, interestingly, because we're based in Ireland, although our clients are all English, um, everything has happened about two weeks prior to what's happened in the UK. So the restrictions came in earlier it hit home a lot earlier and we were a bit lucky but because because that happened we were told we had to work from home we had to do x and y and z pretty much the same as what's happened in the uk but just earlier so for us we're predominantly a call center so it was just a massive scramble to get 43 people that currently you know that currently was working in a communal uh, setting in a call center set up technologically wise and then functionally wise and the biggest thing i learned i think is the fact that business continuity plans mean absolute shit when they're written on a piece of paper because when you're actually trying to enact them you find out that there's just the smallest things missing and it involved two things for us one 250 mile round trip in a car for me to pick up these stupid adapters that changed our headsets for the phones in the office 
to USB for the laptops. And then later on, because we had some people with connectivity issues, because we're based in a not great built up area, we had to move people to using uh, apps on their phones to take calls to be part of the call center. And that was another 250 mile round trip to go to Northern Ireland to get over the border to get English SIM cards. So it kind of just affected us in that massive two weeks. And we, as I said, thought we were very cleverly prepared for every opportunity everything that could come up and then we we obviously weren't with a couple of tiny little holes that meant nothing worked um but because we were two weeks in front by the time it hit in england we were all sorted and we looked like we had our shit sorted out which we did we just did it in the two weeks before you guys had it like it when you were saying that i think one of, one of my favorite quotes uh, i think it's a mike tyson quote uh, uh, hopefully i'm not misquoting it but everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face was, the was the sort of thing that came through there um really interesting and a nice little segue for me actually before we move across to yourself mark uh, just a, a quick um answer from you colin is have the number as your number of inbound business uh, for what you do gone up stayed the same or decreased like just give me a sense for how business operations are right now so we've la- we've probably seen a dip of about eight or nine percent on incoming calls because what we do is emergency calls, and as you know, that's still an essential work and is still allowed. We are getting a little drop off in volume, but about eight nine percent. And from a client basis, is because of the nature of your business, it probably feels like you're uh, more in demand now, or 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 the same. The same amount of demand, but possibly thought of more highly than we were before. Again, just because we were lucky that we had our shit sorted out a couple of weeks before everybody else. So for the first couple of weeks, we actually provided a lot of business continuity to unprepared companies in the UK. Nice, like it. Uh, and Not my design. That was, again, complete luck that we had it two weeks before you guys did. And we used that. To, if it had happened at the same time, we would have been going through exactly the same problems as everybody else. But to give credit where credit's due, I think uh, I think we even the first couple of weeks that I took it seriously, it sounds like you were a lot more proactive in the decision making than I was. I was I was sort of like rabbit in the headlights for a period. So I'm interested to when it circles back round to you, Colin, work out actually what you did and how quickly you made decisions during that time. Uh, Mark, over to yourself, buddy. Um, I'm really interested in a couple of notes. Is is one how has it impacted? Uh, your business considering know what you do right now is uh, I, I can I assume relatively young uh, as a business with a small number yeah. of clients um, and then seeing it from Saudi compared to news in the UK just give us an idea of how how you're seeing the world right now so um, I can sort of echo everyone else's story which was that I think we all didn't particularly take it very seriously but um, I think that we woke up to it a little bit earlier here so um, I know personally I was listening to, uh, to a couple of other podcasts and there was one interview with a doctor who, who really woke me up to it. I mean, it was on a Joe Rogan podcast and um, I, was, uh, I was just stunned by the numbers that he was predicting. And so I sent the call out to all the family who are mostly based in the UK and uh, just said, look, I, I, I think we've got to take this very, very seriously indeed. So um, having been, uh, I would say this is not my first rodeo. So having been down this road before, we had uh, a plan, going back to the Mike Tyson quotation, we, we had a plan in mind, or I did, as to the growth, the progression, what we needed to do in a startup. And it was uh, just a standard um, ones of just employees funding um, websites, marketing um, customers and things like that. So where we, uh, where we actually got to pretty much instantly was that our main investor just said that uh, because of the market uncertainty, they weren't able to commit at this time. So um, they, they shelved that back. They haven't said no yet, actually. Um, but what was quite surprising was that um, 
I think I probably spent a few days, maybe even a week, um, down in the doldrums about that. Um, but thinking that there was hope there. But the business just changed and evolved to, um, and we started to get inquiries, or I did, started getting inquiries from other, um, other people or other manufacturers um, from other sectors. Just can we supply them with, uh, with products as opposed to services? Um, can we actually help them out? So that's something that, uh, that we're pursuing at the moment. And nothing's complete yet. Don't, don't have any employees, don't have any customers yet, but um, it's just changing my focus for where we can begin. So where one door closes, another one opens. And, and just to uh, just to cut on for me is uh, obviously given the nature uh, and sort of the age of the company, how easy is it for you mentally to? Uh, I guess it feels like you probably have to pivot and be very agile over the next couple of weeks and months to work out actually where does our business best serve our potential customer base? How are you managing that mentally right now? Are you very receptive to it? Uh, because I think one of the biggest mistakes I've made historically is I've got a plan and I'm going to stick to it. Don't get me wrong, we've, this is unprecedented and very different. Uh, but I've, I tend to dig my feet in a little bit. Uh, how are you dealing with it right now? I think person, personality-wise, I'm quite agile. So I'd, I'd normally describe myself as like a, a dog chasing a stick. So um, wherever the stick's thrown, then, then I'll do my absolute damnedest to get there first. So um, where, where one door closed, yeah, it wasn't exactly the best day. I'm not going to lie, but um, able to pivot quite quickly and change, change off. I think for the, for the other partners um, involved, it was a bit more difficult for them. I think that they were more rigid in their expectations. They've had more traditional job roles and job pathways. And so um, I think they found that more difficult. Whereas having done uh, quite a few startups before, um, you know, pitching for any business that you can get, um, it was able just to, to refocus and change. I think there's also a bit different just being based abroad. The, um, it's a bit bittersweet, so we're very, very safe here. And, uh, and the authorities doing an amazing job. But when it first started uh, snowballing and I was just communicating with people back in the UK, there was a, a real worry on my part that I wasn't able to get back and, uh, um, you know, support them in their time of need. And then should, God forbid, anything go wrong, we still wouldn't be able to get back. So we're watching things happen. And people at that time were going out in parks, kicking footballs. And I was seeing pictures all over the BBC and I was just screaming at the TV. Just going, no, this is going to be hideous. Yeah, it's really interesting. You've had that, uh, like like Colin, you've had that couple of weekly time in terms of working out uh, how serious this thing is. Apologies for the background noise. I thought Harry just fell off the chair <laughs> next to me. Um, Lee, you just put your hand up. Was there a question you had for Mark? Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask if you've actually got any confirmed cases in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, we won't hear about it here, so it'd be good to know if you have. Sure. So uh, first things first, the authorities do an amazing job here. They're, they're, they crack down really early on. So we're currently at around, uh, I think it's 2,000 people. Um, depends when this podcast goes out, of course. But uh, and I think the increases are around uh, 150, 200 a day. But uh, yeah, they're well on top of things. Lots of testing and uh, lots, of, lots of good work going on. Super interesting. I've chosen that, Mark. Shane, over to yourself, buddy. Um, given the nature of the fact that you run uh, an agency largely focused on the food and beverage industry. Um, when all this news happened and everything went into lockdown, there was a few people that I thought, ah, shit. Uh, and you were on that list, I'll be honest with you, buddy, because of the nature of the clients you serve. Uh, how has this impacted you? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that bit first um, because I'm really interested to hear on the more positive, proactive stuff, what you're doing to get out of it. And if I know your nature, you'll be someone that's finding the, the opportunity in this. So f firstly, how are you being impacted right now? 
So as soon as that press release went out on the Monday night, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, literally all the clients just went. Um, it was literally like 24, 48 hours and no one kind of wanted or needed social media marketing um, to promote their restaurants for obvious reasons. So yeah, kind of lost everyone within like 24, 48 hours, which, you know, you either laugh or cry really, don't you? So I decided to, you know, you just got to laugh. Um, and luckily at the beginning of the year, I'd planned like a whole 2020 rebrand with myself. Um, and it just allowed me to just get ahead of any kind of pivoting that I was going to do. Um, so luckily now I can think outside the box in terms of not look at just focusing on hospitality brands and looking at food and beverage. Um, so that you can still, from an agency point of view, explore other avenues, which, you know, because of the um, influencer stuff that I've done, I've always just found the food and beverage industry quite easy. It's like an easy win. You guys have been out with me in the past when I've been getting content, for example, like you see, it's, you know, it's quite fun. It's quite easy. So we had um, well that day. All I can <laughs> say is we had very well that day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So look, it's just about pivoting, isn't it? It's just about finding a positive out of it. Um, I remember speaking with you guys last year about the other brand I set up, which was no bullshit business. So luckily I'd already started that back in January. So um, instead of doing a lot of like the digital marketing stuff um, for like restaurants and stuff like that, I've managed to just kind of switch my focus to um, like business leaders and stuff like that and just um, ensuring that I've got both angles covered now. So whether it's from a company point of view and helping out companies, but also helping out just entrepreneurs and um, yeah, you know, single business owners. Cool. Like it, I'm interested to hear sort of, uh, as we sort of circle back around is, uh, what are the actual things that you're doing now? So it feels like you're using the opportunity as I wanted to do all this rebranding stuff. I wanted to uh, move my business into another sector. Uh, and because all of your clients, um, basically said, don't need you anymore, Shane, you found the positivity to do that. Now I'm interested to see how that's working for you. Um, but, uh, let's just carry on, uh, going around the table, Pete over to yourself, mate. Um, I think people, when they heard your intro, are probably thinking, but what does someone that just buys and sells businesses really do day to day? Um, and then I guess from a selfish and interesting perspective is, is it now a great opportunity for you to be buying businesses that are struggling to weather the storm? Oh, um, it would be, um, on this that I try and do the whole kind of 80 to 20 rule where I'm working on the business for 80% of the time and in the business for 20% of the time. Um, because I'd only just bought another company on the 20th of Feb, um, and we were still kind of thick in the integrations of that and kind of bringing everybody over to paying all the staff. <laughs> And then within a couple of weeks, I was having to furlough, uh, I think it's about 34 staff that we've just furloughed. Um, so there's now, we've gone from nearly 40 members of staff down to five. Um, so I'm now, right this second, 100% in business and almost nothing. Yeah, maybe 1% business. And, and just out of curiosity, Pete, is uh, for someone that buys and sells businesses, do you do one at a time by uh, scale and flip or have you held interest in each business? So are you wearing lots of different hats right now for lots of different businesses that are in a portfolio or is it buy one, scale it, flip it? What's the process that you normally run through? Uh, so what I do is um, called buy and build. Um, so I'll choose a particular sector uh, and I'll buy multiple in that particular sector. Um, so you can then 
leverage the, the, the people that are in the uh, economies of scale that you can attract from locations from you know you only need one FD you only need one MD you only need one accountant um, potentially you only need one premise um, so there's you know there's lots of costs that you can kind of pull out and you really buy it and you can kind of wrap it into your existing um, portfolio. I was going to say, super interesting. I, I guess what you can do is have like one layer of operations across all businesses. All businesses. Okay, yeah. m- makes sense. Um, super interested to learn uh, what you're doing right now, Pete, when we circle back around. Uh, Lee, last but not least, as said earlier, um, uh, like you're probably the, like we had Ronnie on the mics yesterday, you're probably the, the person or people within the startup diary community as well as expert trades community that I, I am closest to because I understand your world m- more than most. Um, but from yourself, me and you have chats all the time, but, uh, how is it impacting you right now? Um, uh, from a, from a perspective of a heating engineer that is required to go into people's houses on a day-to-day basis, really? Yeah, obviously, um, my workload has sort of slowed down. I'm, I'm still busy. I'm booked up the rest of this week, but I'm obviously picking and choosing what houses I go into, what jobs I go to, not really taking unnecessary risk, if you like. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's nice. I think I'm lucky in the fact that I can still work because if I was stuck at home every day, I would, I'd generally, I'd be in a bad way. I'd really struggle without my routine. Um, I mean, on a side note, as you know, I, do, I love me football, I coach me boys' teams, and we haven't even allowed to be going training now for about a month. And it's just, it's absolutely killing me not having the sort of routine and structure in my life. But in terms of work, yeah, I'm, I'm just taking extra care of like, precautions got disposable gloves that I change every every property. I've got a res- respiratory mask, like an half decent one. But yeah, it's just, it's a weird one because it's like, I'm normally booked up probably two weeks ahead of myself maximum. As you know, I'm not a company that gets booked up six months ahead. So I'm always very reactive. But I have noticed obviously the, the, the calls have dropped right off. I, I think I've been lucky that I've actually stayed busy the past three weeks. I've had work literally every day. So I've been okay. But Honestly, one of the most annoying things is I, I can't spend cash anywhere. So it's like I've, um, no one would take cash and they're not allowed to pay cash anymore, which is fine because I'd rather have money going in the bank at the minute. But some people, are sort of, like, they've only got cash, they can only pay by cash and I literally can't spend it. So I'm, it's just sitting there doing nothing, which is frustrating. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not really a bit of perspective. It's not the worst thing to be worrying about, really. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know, I know you too well, mate. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll, work out ways. Uh, as soon as, as soon as the pubs are open, the footballs are. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to coming and spending some, some of your cash. You can put a few rounds behind the bar, um, guys. So, so that's so that that bit for me was about setting context in terms of one who you are, what you do, and how has it impacted you. I think the next part of this um, is probably the most important part for the listeners of the show. Um, I'm really keen and what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy you all a little bit of time in case you didn't manage to catch up on all of yesterday's show. Uh, I'm really keen to just get an understanding of what are you doing now to either improve yourself personally because I think now's an opportunity to all the things you wanted to do, learn and teach. You've got more time on your hands than probably ever before and on Monday's show this week I, sh- I shared the fact that I've always wanted to become, uh, well, I say always, I decided uh, that by the time I'm 40, I wanted to become a coach and an investor. So I worked that back and worked out what does that mean that I need to be doing. Um, so 
Uh, I'm just in the process of signing up to do a, a coaching diploma. I never normally would have taken those actions and those steps, but I've got more time now and I've got a bit more perspective. Um, so I'm working on me personally, and there's a number of things I'm doing in the business that we've shared on the podcast, but I'm really keen to hear uh, from all five of you, what are the things that you're doing right now to stay sane, stay positive, and make sure that you come out of this with a bigger and better brand on the other side of it. Um, and over to yourself, Colin. Um, looking forward to hearing what you've uh, you got to say, buddy. Well, this this could go down as the most stupidest thing I've done so far ever. And there's a long list of stuff it would have to beat and mistakes that I would have to make. But we were in the process of recruiting 21 new staff for a complete new inbound team. So we have... And we have about 50 staff, and so we were going to go nearly 40% still. Um, they were literally due to start next week, and we are still going to do it. So what I am doing at the moment is we're doing the training and the overseeing of the onboarding of 21 new people for a new on for a new inbound team. Why are we doing it? Because we believe that out of the other side, that unfortunately there's going to be some opportunity because some of our clients may have to lose some staff. They may lose some of their capacity for incoming calls and some of their overflow capacity. And so I'm making the bet that those 21 people may not be used as I kind of initially saw them when we were recruiting for them, but that's what we're doing. Um, two quick questions uh, from, <laughs> two? from me. Um, one, and I, I, just of a mechanics perspective, is are those 21 people being brought in and automatically furloughed? Hmm. No, we can't furlough over here. So in Ireland, you cannot furlough the staff. That is not, that's not an option. Wow. They are, um, that makes your decision even more fucking mental for me stupid. to try and get my head around. <laughs> stupid, yeah. So what you can so the only way to just to go slightly slight tangent, you can get up to seventy five percent of your employees' wages paid as long as you're paying all of them, but only when you can prove that you've lost twenty five percent of your income. So I that that doesn't apply to me. I cannot furlough these staff. So no, they are going straight on the phones. We will hopefully give a little bit of a kind of like break to the staff that have killed themselves for the last few weeks um, and lighten their workload. Um, training's been a problem because we're doing it about teams and all of that stuff. Not me, thankfully, one of my team. But no, they come straight on the payroll. They were always meant to be and it was planned from the start of the year and then we decided that actually we will still keep going for it and yeah, 40% new staff as of next month's payroll. Uh, f firstly, uh, and I know I was, uh, I said in jest, it's mental, but I think if you're the sort of company right now, uh, that, that can have the cash flow to weather the storm, I think your bet is a really sensible bet because uh, like you say, there is opportunity on the side. And if someone is listening to this and they're in a service-based business like yours, like you say, I run a marketing company and I think the first thing that brands switch off right now is marketing as, as Shane has been victim to. Uh, and it's probably going to be the last thing that people turn back on uh, because they've got so many internal operation things to work on. I actually think you've made a fantastic bet because like you say, team sizes are going to be reduced. <coughs> people are going to look at better ways to sweat the business capital and how to be more efficient. And if they can outsource it and save some money um, and then I guess what you guys do is expand and contract based on demand 
these sort of services of people have seen that technology is a win right now, jumping on Zoom calls, jumping on webinars. Uh, I think it's a really cool bet and I've got a lot of respect for you, the fact that you did it, to be honest, mate. Um, before we sort of like move on to yourself, Mark, I guess one thing for you, Colin, is training, tra- uh, the key thing about training right now, how are you thinking about culture or is that off the table right now? Let's just get them operational and then bring them into the culture. Or are you doing anything to get them more familiar with the rest of the team? We're trying. Day one of the training, again, not me. I'm not good at it. Um, but that's what you do when you have a business. You employ people that are better than you to do stuff that you're crapper. Um, uh, so my, my trainer is doing that. The day one was of training was nothing to do with work. It was quizzes. It was fun. It was... Um, they all kind of uh, had a, a little hamper turn up on their de- on their front doors um, because it's their first day, but it's their first day working from home, for God's sake. You know, they were supposed to be in a nice call centre environment, but they're now doing it remotely. So yesterday was day one, um, and we didn't, they didn't do any work. So um, I guess that's our little attempt at the start to try and get things off on the right foot, and then I guess we'll just have to have one hell of a party when we're all back and allowed to. Like it, mate. And I think one thing that, uh, just from an external perspective, is you've probably created a god awful amount of goodwill with those 21 people. And I guess the rest of the team as well. These 21 people are going to be thinking you could have very easily, given the current situation, said, no, let's hunker down. Uh, you're probably just going to get a lot more support and goodwill uh, and re- really deep relationships from them staff than you would do uh, if you hadn't made that decision. Um, so fair play to you, mate. A lot of respect for that decision. Um, Mark, over to you, buddy. Um, you, you probably feel like uh, the person right now who's got to be most agile, uh, given the fact that, uh, your, your, I guess your business wasn't fully operational, um, in startup stage. Uh, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis now to try and work out how you keep this business afloat, uh, and work out who your customer base is going to be? First of all, Colin, I think that's a, such a brave decision. That's awesome. Well done you. I think you, Stupid, you possibly. <laughs> no, no, I think you bet, you bet well there. I, I can see it go well. So that does lead me on to something, which is that um, whilst it was disappointing from my side, it did also occur to me that um, I don't have an office. I don't have staff. We've already got money. You know, money's in the bank. We're, we're, we're good to go. And so what, what, are my, what are my downsides? So this was a terrible thought to have that I haven't started yet. And so whilst I'm, I'm really itching to go, um, there's going to be other companies who are far worse off than I am. They've, they've got staff to employ and they're, they're possibly going to fold in the next few months. And um, when I'm ready to get going, when I'm actually allowed to start and allowed to get going, then um, there's, there's a potential benefit to me in that regard. So, you know, both staff available, but also the, the work that's out there. So I'm just trying to get my, my plans together. And uh, they're not strict plans. There's an awful lot so the, um, that I've been doing, personally speaking. So um, the schools are out um, here. So I've got two girls. My two girls are at home. My wife's a teacher. So she's along teaching online all the time. And so um, in the morning hours, I am dad. So I wake up in the morning. And the morning can be maths lessons, geography lessons, normally painting. There's normally an element of doing the nails or dress up some days. Yes, I am a princess. <laughs> and uh, there's you know, stories, there's all that sort of fun stuff. And then uh, the minute that that, for the first few weeks anyway, the minute that that finished, um, my wife was available, I would just dive straight into the office and I'd get, get on the Zoom, get on everything I could do. And, uh, and I do prioritize marketing at this time. Actually, we're doing a website, a website revamp. 
but just personally, I don't know if anyone, everyone else has had this as well. I've now taken a bit of stock of that and I give myself about half an hour, an hour because I found that the, the transition between dressing up and painting and doing fun little kid things with, uh, with three-year-olds, going into a business environment and doing strategic plans and things like that was just too jarring for my own brain. It was just, wow, couldn't cope with it. So, um, so I, I now sort of sit down, have a bit of lunch, have a cup of coffee and, uh, and try and create some headspace to then go back into business, Mark. Uh, like a, a couple of things, uh, Lee. I'll just throw it across yourself because I, I know you've got uh, uh, a few lads. Um, how are you dividing the time right now? Just off what Mark said, how are you dividing family, personal? Are you just taking the work as it comes in because you're one of the people that can continue working? Are you just being reactive, or are you splitting time apart now? Are you still saying working hours are these operational hours, or are you just saying take all the work you can and find the time elsewhere? Um, to be honest, it's actually starting this Monday. Um, um, I'm not going. I'm not seeing the boys this week until Saturday. Just uh, main reason being, to be honest, is uh, a lad not far from us lives about half hour away, who's the same age as my eldest, died from coronavirus last week. He was 13, and it just sort of put the willies up me a bit. And I thought I'm going to work every day, coming home, seeing the kids every day, and it's just that little added element of risk that I didn't want to bring home. So we made the decision that I wouldn't be coming home all week, and then. I come back Saturday, like freshly showered, different clothes or no work clothes and everything else, just to sort of lower the risk a little bit. Any potential of me bringing any anything harmful home, I'm I'm trying not to do it. So yeah, it's been hard, but yeah, I am taking work as it comes. So like, if the phone rings, if it's a genuine emergency or something that I need to do, I'll go and do it. But I haven't done like a full day this week apart from yesterday, which was. I was still home by half four. So most days, like today, I was home by about half past one. So it's not sort of flat out at the moment. No, fair enough. Uh, and Mark, just before we move on, one thing I'm interested in is um, that mental shift of like personal to work and personal to work. Uh, I'm in a position right now where myself and Harry are still commuting with we're working from here. The rest of the team is working from home. Um, I tried to work from home a couple of days in the last couple of weeks and uh my wife doesn't listen to this uh, and i'm lucky i got nothing i love my family to bits and i think one thing that i'm experiencing right now is i'm getting more of a divide than ever so when i walk back through the door i'm daddy because it, it keeps things in perspective but for someone listening to this right now who is in your situation who is uh isolated trying to run a business trying to be daddy trying to be a princess getting red nails um what what are you doing right now? What advice can you give to people to do that divide to, to stay efficient and effective? I've always been uh, someone that's worked uh, or tried to work long hours. And um, I think that there's, there's an opportunity right now for me to spend more time with my girls. So frankly speaking, um, in the morning, I, I, they come first. So that is ring fence time. So I find that's a unique opportunity for me to actually bond I wouldn't say more with them. It's not that we're not bonding, but I'm really, really enjoying that side of it. Um, I, I, I really hate the teaching side of it and the education side of it. It's got to be done, but it's not natural. But the, the, the play side of it and the bonding is, is uh, a godsend. It's a, a marvellous opportunity. And, uh, and I view it, you know, being a positive person, I view it as, uh, as, as that, as a unique opportunity. I've n not had the chance to do that before. So... Um, so I'm grateful for it in, in some weird kind of way. And, um, and then when it comes to the afternoon, I've done other bits. So I've done a couple of quick courses 
I've done some fun things like uh, I learned how to solve Rubik's cubes just because I've always wanted to. That's on my to-do list as well. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I love it. I can't tell you how happy I am that I've learned that. Uh, but um, just um, do me a favor. So you've got your, I can see uh, p- people listening to this can't see what we're looking at, but you've got a dedicated space at home. How do you communicate to the family that you're, you're no longer, and I don't want to say no longer in daddy mode before someone emails me and says, I'm always in daddy mode. Um, but how do you communicate to the family that you're not in daddy mode and you're in work mode to create that separation? Because the thing that I show with at home is regardless of what I do or say, I still get on the door if I shut the door and I don't get anything done. How are you getting that divide? I'm actually, I'm quite lucky with that. that. I've not really specified anything. I'm not in any strict rules and I'm not had to shout or demand or ring fence it. Um, when, when I'm in this room, which is my, my office space, then um, generally they leave me alone and, um, um, you know, they're with their mum. So, uh, you know, I'm just quite lucky with that. All right. Th- thanks for pointing out. You've got better kids than me. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Shane, over to you, bud. Um, from from all the people that I've spoken to and can think about, given the nature of your business, big impact for you. Um, like you say, you can laugh or cry about it. You laughed about it. What are you doing in a positive way right now so you can come out of this stronger than ever, buddy? So um, I'm just kind of fishing in different ponds, really. So still out looking for clients, but just looking at them from a different space. Um, and usually I'll be looking at getting people on like long-term retainers for, for like the agency. Now it's just understanding that these might just be one-off jobs and looking at more short-term businesses and what we can do there. Um, obviously networking more. So I think networking is key more than ever because um, when we come out of this, yes, um, I think that marketing and stuff will be um, a lot further down the line. But I think that um, for me, I'm all about giving information out for free um, or giving services and stuff out for free. And then you'll get a lot of people that will go, actually, I'd much rather hand this off. So I'm going to have to wait for that low of people to come back and go, do you know what? We tried to do this. It wasn't as fun as we thought it would be and kind of hand it back. Um, so, yeah, just kind of doing that. And then where I, I, I'm aware, I'm conscious, there's shortfalls that I do have where I might like to upskill myself. I've been doing things like LinkedIn learning or um, just learning particular things where I can. That means that in the long term, I might not have to um, go out and um, outsource those things. And then also when I'm running social media for other people, what I often forget to look at is my own stuff. So, like, even this week, I've just been looking at my um, Facebook and I'm thinking, hang on, how am I running for, uh, Facebook accounts for huge companies? And when I look at mine, mine looks crap sometimes. So, I'm um, just investing into that and, like, the niggly little bits that um, you kind of never think about doing. So, it's just really been having that look at your business from the outside in. Um, I'm fortunate I have a home office, my ho- um, home setup, so I don't really have any bills or overheads or anything like that um, to have to worry about or that kind of concern. Um, And then I suppose things like the influencer work that I do, rather than getting invited out to restaurants, um, people are sending stuff because at least I can create content at home, whether they're protein bars, I've got like an Audi bag over in the corner where they want me to take um, pictures of Easter eggs and stuff. So there's little bits that other businesses are adapting to so we can kind of fit into that. But um, yeah, it's just adapting and thinking outside the box and just thinking of other ways of looking at what it's going to look like. like this. Because I think that the businesses that are really going to survive now are the people that are the most creative. Um, so just keeping yourself creative is really key right now. 
Yeah, like I think one of the biggest takeaways I just got from that was uh, the, the, that networking element. There's so many things and people that I want to reach out to and build a relationship with. Uh, and the, the fact that you do create content, pay it forward, give it away for free. Uh, I think that's 100% the right approach. I think we covered it off on yesterday's show. There's this big misconception um, of I'll give 80% away for free, but lock everything that's really good behind the paywall. Uh, I think right now is give everything you can away for free if your business can weather the storm um, and then create those meaningful relationships so people will come back to you in the future. Um, 100%, buddy. Um, one thing I'm interested, Shane, is to speak to you about probably on a future show is those companies right now that have their doors shut and locked that are going to reopen the restaurants, um, the food and beverage market, is how can you as an agency communicate to them that now is the time to storytell, now is the time to actually uh, lean into the brand, uh, build those relationships. So when the doors reopen, it's not like a relaunch. You've maintained those relationships over time. I think too many people right now are thinking the world is shut. Let's just turn the lights off and then reopen. I think if you're listening to this, the brands that do that are going to feel like they're relaunching their business in three to six months time. They're going to feel like the doors have been shut. Your customers have forgotten about you. I think right now, and I'm not just saying this as a marketeer and salesperson because it's what we do. I haven't even spoke to our clients about it, but you still need to keep a relationship with your customers so you don't have to try and win them back in the future. Because to your point, being creative, the brands right now that stay creative and stay on top of social and keep reaching out, they're going to get all the goodwill from all their customers when the doors reopen. I can see every local pub, every local gym having the biggest opening parties ever if they've done a good job and their business will be stronger than ever if they look after the customers right now with content. Um, that's my two cents on that anyway. Um, Pete, what are you doing, mate? How does work look like for you right now? Um, uh, really keen to work out whether it's just hunker down on the existing businesses and make sure they survive from the initial investments or are you looking for new opportunities given given the nature of what you do. Um, so I'll come on to that in a second because I want to address, uh, I, want, I have a, quite a unique um, view, I think, on another part, which is, you know, like when you're working from home and your kids are always at you, like, daddy, daddy, mommy, mommy, you know, and you're kind of just going, go away, busy, go away, busy, um, is when they're kind of coming up to you constantly and you're, you're trying to work from home, um, is Regardless of how many times they come up to you, you should always give them um, a little bit of your time, even if it's only 10 seconds, just to say, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that, that drawing's amazing. Fantastic. Can you go and do me another one? Or um, if, if you, your little boy comes up to you and says, you know, can we play football? You go, okay, we can play football, but only three minutes, and then I need to get on with what I'm doing. Because what you don't want is your child to say to themselves, um, I'm not going to go and ask Daddy this because he doesn't want to spend time with me. And it might be something really important like, Daddy, I've just got to go pregnant. What do I do? Um, at some point. I wasn't expecting to go there, Pete. <laughs> but he, they, they don't think they can come to you because you never have enough time for them. They'll not, they'll not come to you with the big important stuff. So even the littlest things that you you don't consider, like the, the 50th time they come to you with, just have a look at this new skin that I've got on my character on my, on my iPad. To them, that's really important. Um, so even if it's only five seconds of, wow, that's awesome. how cool does that look? Just give them that time. Uh, Pete, I, 
firstly, I'm glad you sort of jumped back to that because I think it's super important. And I think there's probably loads of parents out there right now that are struggling to get this balance. And to be honest with you, that's the reason, and I don't want to seem like a selfish dad, but that's the reason that I come into work because I felt myself doing that. Not now, not now, not now. Uh, And to your point, you do that now and kids' memories, kids very easily molded right now. So for me, it made, um, made me, I don't want this to come across selfish, but it is, it is the truth. It made my life easier and me it, easier to manage the relationship with my kids. If I'm not there, I'm oh. working. But when I'm back home, I'm 100% present. That's what I'm trying to do right now is to make sure that when I am at home and they come up to me and show me the Fortnite skin that he wants to buy, which is overpriced and driving me crazy, uh, that I at least give him a no. And it's the reason why it's no, because we've got to earn the money. Um, But that's that's my divide right now. I think it's really tough. That's why I asked Mark the question. If you're working from home and this is new, how do you make sure that you maintain that uh, really comfortable, solid relationship with your kids that they keep coming up to you and keep wanting to engage with you? Um, That's why every parent that I speak to right now, I'm trying to work out what they're doing. Um, I find it super interesting. Well, on business, um, so we've got um, five bricks and mortar locations, all of which have to be 100% shut down. That's it. Um, we already had pretty much 50-50 uh, of, our, um, of our turnover came from football and the other 50% came from uh, online and telephone holders. Uh, we're now obviously 100% reliant on telephone holders and online sales, um, which we're quite lucky because we already had quite a decent you know, website, good SEO, uh, good click-throughs, and, and we're known. One thing that has kind of been is that the smaller of the two companies that we've got in the UK, the two brands, um, is actually flying. I mean, we are unbelievably busy. The larger of the two, um, which is known for the higher end stuff and all the international sales, whilst that is still taking considerable amounts of money, it's less than half of what it was before. Um, so people are still coming to us and saying, you know, that they're still expecting to interact with multi-million pound international company. But you're running it with six members of staff. And you're like, how do you do this? Um, and, you know, kind of, I, I saw a friend, uh, I say more of an acquaintance, uh, uh, he let go of about 450 members of staff. Quite quick off, and I went, sure, that's, I think we might need to do something quite quickly as well. So we very quickly let go of probably 80-90% of our staff. Um, so right now, burning candles at both ends. You know, in as early as I can do, but like last night it was three o'clock in the morning before I finished paying suppliers, um, you know, doing the books, putting stuff into zero the night before we were building kits. Um, to go out to customers until two o'clock in the morning. Uh, weekends just annihilated at the moment. But you kind of got to do what you're going to do to let the businesses survive and still give that perception to the wide world that you're still open to trade. Pete, uh, just on that, and I'm interested. And and by the way, uh, I'm I'm struggling to hear some of the things. I can piece it together. Uh, so it might be a case of just leaning slightly closer to the mic to, as we carry on this conversation. But I just want to jump off one thing you just said is um, there's a huge risk of people right now, in my opinion, 
and I've tried to communicate this with my team. I want my team right now to work extremely hard to keep the business moving, but I also don't want them to burn out. Um, uh, and I'll just open this up to everyone right now. How are you viewing your time right now to make sure that you are, to Pete's words, burning the candle both ends, but uh, one, uh, uh, someone that has burnt the candle in every place of the candle where I can <laughs> set fire to it. Um, how do you make sure that you don't burn out right now? How are you guys operating? Uh, and feel free to just uh, put your hand up and jump in and I'll, I'll pass the mic over to you guys. Uh, intre- uh, Colin, over to you, mate. Um, I'm, I guess I'm a bit lucky. I mean, I've, we're of a reasonable size and I have a great management team of three associate directors who do most of the day-to-day stuff. And I lean so heavily on them that um, my, main, my main focus is going to be make sure that I don't use them too much and they get as much kind of time uh and get as much kind of um, support as possible so that's my and how, how have you created that feedback sure that so, sorry colin um no we're just constantly on the phone to each other you know kind of like we have we have like three calls each and one zoom call a day kind of thing so i'll speak to people kind of first thing midday and then towards the end of the day and then right at the end of the day we'll jump on a quick zoom call and just make sure there's nothing kind of um, kind of going because they split between finance kind of training and and uh, and stuff and then customer care. So I, it's me to those three and, and back again, and we just have that continuous loop each day. To, and that's that's how we we're, we're getting over it. So we used to be sitting in we used to be sitting in an office just you know shooting shit all day as things kind of come up. But you know um, it's oh, different wait. these days, and we're just coping the best we can. Colin, does that mean that you are burning through cash in order to maintain that? Um, we're we're okay because we haven't seen a drop off in income yet. Um, because of what we do is the emergency calls. Uh, our customers still need us. It's mandated work to maintain buildings. Um, so at the moment, um, and I realise I am very, very lucky, and I'm the minority, but we haven't seen a drop-off. We've lost a couple of clients. Um, interestingly, because we're based in Ireland and then come to England all the time, we're actually saving about 5K a month by not coming out, flying over, doing visits and doing meetings. So Zoom might have saved me a lot of money going forward as well. So I think that's something we've learned is we don't need to do half of these meetings. Like it. So at the moment, we're kind of okay. Like it, Mark. Uh, you just—I think you just had something to say. What you're going to jump in with, buddy? I didn't want to. Uh, mine was a separate point, actually, so I didn't want to interrupt Colin's flow if he wanted to carry on. No, no, I'm fine. I don't think I have much more to say. Okay. Well, my point was just about. Uh, I wonder what everyone else was thinking. One of the the pieces of information that came through to us really early on here was uh, was about physical and mental well-being. So um, there were there were courses provided here on the you know basic life coaching and, uh, and even yoga and gyms were open up for free. And of course, we're all doing Joe Wicks, which killed me. And um, But then beyond that, the, the thing that they were emphasizing here over and over and over was that the power of a good night's sleep. So they said uh, more than anything else, you need to be as stressed as you like during the day, but you, you've got to prioritize a good night's sleep in order to uh, remain healthy. If you're going to get the bug, then um, you want to uh, you want to be in your best physical specimen i say dripping with sarcasm and irony but at least i can have a good night's sleep that's the one thing i can do yeah i think uh one thing that i've done from a from a sleep perspective is just try and get uh this is going to sound obvious but just try and get more of it right now uh i think because of the nature of the work that we're doing 
I oddly feel like we're being more efficient as a team. I feel like because the whole team is aware that interactions with uh, relevant line managers or reports, um, it's a lot harder to do. We can't shout across the room like we are here and just ask for something. Um, so weirdly, there's some big learnings for me as a business owner about efficiencies. Like Colin mentioned, you might not have to ever fly back over to the UK and say 5K a month in an ongoing way because people can see how efficient Zoom is. Um, so because we're being more efficient, uh, I'm actually getting in a little bit later in the day uh, and I'm trying to leave a little bit earlier and go back to things that I wanted to do, which is have dinner with the kids every night and bits like that and just try and get that balance right. Uh, as like you said, opportunities in disguise right now. I'm spending more time with the family now than I ever have, but whilst making sure that I'm operationally keeping the business well. Um, uh, uh, Pete, just to throw it back to you, mate, was there anything uh, from the business perspective, anything else you wanted to add? Um, so... It was interesting, actually, just recently, my inbox has kind of come alive with people going, are you interested? Are you interested? Do you, you, know, do you want to have a conversation? Um, you know, I've thought about exiting. Right now, I've actually said no to everybody. Um, two reasons. One is I'm just so busy making sure that we are still alive and ready um, for when we do end up coming out of this. Um, and, and the second is, I feel like a, a little bit kind of ethical sort of side of me saying, I don't want to take advantage. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, but then there's also the argument saying, well, if they're in trouble, stepping in and helping would actually save all those jobs. So you kind of got a bit of a catch-22, which way do you know, you, you feel like you're taking advantage, but at the same time, you are genuinely um, but I've said no to everything so far that's come across my desk just because um, I'm, I'm conscious that I don't want to let here down and make sure that we're in the strongest possible position when we come out of this. Um, and to the point where I'm actually investing. Now, Sam from Quebecto, who uh, uh, was jumping on calls with him last week, and he's put a, a proposal together on the weekend for us. And I actually fully read through it, only the first thing, you know, scroll to the bottom, have a look how much it's going to cost, uh, and then go back up again and go, oh, you know. Um, but then seeing the, the value in that, you know, we will be going ahead with it, no rest. So, Sam, if you're listening to this, and I haven't spoken to you yet, um, it, it is a good one. <laughs> I like it. I also think that all the we all use the same proposal software as marketeers when sending contract. We just need to start putting the price on the front page, I think, don't we? Because it just stops people scrolling through. Um, I understand your point, actually. It's really interesting. And I think there's probably lots of different ethical decisions to be made in businesses right now. Um, ethical, is that the right word? No. Uh, moral? I don't know. Um, you guys can work it out. Uh, example being for you, is it the right thing to do to buy a business to save the jobs or uh, is it more opportunistic? And I use that in air quotes because someone's making a knee-jerk reaction to exit and not getting the value that they deserve for the business. Um, I, I honestly think that through, through all your different businesses, you're going to get different uh, positions put in front of you as well as everyone listening. Uh, my, the way that I'm navigating that conversation internally right now is if my intent is right, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do. Uh, it's clear that the way you positioned it, Pete, that uh, your intent is right. So wh however, however you navigate it, I don't think there's any downside because you're going into it with the right intent, which I think is the key thing right now. Uh, like you say, all the businesses that you're involved with uh, will have a memory uh, and how people operate right now is, is going to stick for a very long time. Um, Lee, I'm, I'm aware that we're... Uh, let me just wake Lee up. Lee, wake up. 
Is he asleep? Is he actually asleep? Please tell me he's not asleep. This is fucking priceless. <laughs> Lee Woodgate could actually be asleep on the microphones right now. Uh, by the way, this is this is the. <laughs> have we just woke him up? It looks like we've just woken him up. Harry, please keep all this audio in here right now. Um, he's got a shocked look on his face. Lee, one, can you hear us? Maybe his connection has dropped out. Lee, thanks for waking up on on the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, if you could turn your video off Lee just so we can hear you okay because I think you've got some signal problems Um, interested to hear from your side um, because I know there's a lot of trade professionals that listen to this podcast as well what are you doing proactively right now to whether think positively or to actually come out of this stronger Um, yeah to be honest the first thing I've done was just a little Facebook post to say you know we are still open we are here for your emergencies and stuff like that but then I actually got my laptop out tonight to um, watch your like your Mailchimp video that you've just done in the group. So basically, with the thing again to, to um, basically send out a blanket email to people just to let them know that we are still here from if they need us. Um, hopefully, you know it might even generate a bit of work. But if not, it just keeps me fresh in their mind. I have been thinking I need to do a lot more. I, I am really rubbish at stuff like that and being proactive i mean once i get started on something i'm I, I do sort of crack on and get it done but for me the problem is actually sitting down and starting it i've never been great at it i've just you know the work comes in and i go and do it but at the moment i'm thinking i need to change i look at other people and how they sort of doing things at the moment while they're off in terms of like the email marketing and stuff like that and i really need to sort of pull my finger out just so that i'm fresh in people's head that um, when this does go back to normal, I'm the company they go to sort of thing. But yeah, other than that, I haven't done a great deal in all honesty. I'm just answering the phone and going to do the jobs. There's not much more I have been doing. Uh, Really interesting the fact that you jumped into that MailChimp thing. So I think, well, we published that basically to help you guys um, communicate to your customers, like say, stay top of mind. But Lee, I guess something happened in your head uh, and I know you really well is you've only just moved from a paper diary to a digital diary, um, even though I've been trying to get you to do it for four years. Um, (laughs) But that that was you trying to improve the business and improve the process. Uh, What went through your head? to get you onto that MailChimp webinar because I think whatever you were thinking then you need to think more of because it helped you make some like proactive uh, movements in the business. What was it that got you onto the webinar? Um, to be honest, I was looking at, um, it was actually from Dave Armstrong who is in the group. He, he sent an email out to people and then Ben Curry, who's in our other WhatsApp group who done it. And it's sort of just, again, I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to actually the business side of things like, i.e. The, the Google calendar. I've only just started using it because I was getting phone calls. Customers are ringing me like, where the hell are you? Because I haven't looked at my diary and I forgot that I'm meant to be at a job and I'm, I'm absolutely terrible for it. Even this Zoom call today, you ring me up at five past four, where are you? And I was like, it's at half four in it. That's the sort of person I am. So I am, it's something I do really struggle with. And I just need to be better at it because the aim for me this year was that I wanted to end the year with at least two or three employees working for me. And I've tried it a couple of times before, had my fingers burnt. But I do think not only was it down to they was not very good, it was down to me as well, not a very good boss. I'm not good at just organising things. Like they were just going to work doing the bits, but I could have done it a lot better and actually generated a lot more work. But in the end, I ended up employing a couple of donuts who wasn't very good. So like my aim this year was to find a couple of good employees, do it properly, do actual proper interviews, whereas before I just took them on a trial. If they was good, I kept them. If they was rubbish, I didn't. But now 
I was speaking again to Dave, I was going to spend a day interviewing sort of eight or ten people and trying to do it actually properly this time to find out a bit about their personality and who they are, what they've been doing, rather than just saying, yeah, meet me at this job tomorrow, see how they're good at plumbing, and that's it. Whereas I've found that the lads I've used started off great, every single one of them, and out of the five I have used, only one of them now, I would love to still have him. The other four, I couldn't wait to get rid of. So, I, I, again, I need to sort of change how I am. I'm not a very good businessman. I'm good at plumbing. I'm good at heating. I can sell fairly well, but I'm just not very good at the whole admin and, you know, doing work at home that I should be doing in terms of, like, just pushing my business on a little bit more. Well, I think now, Lee, you've got more opportunity than you've ever had to actually work on the business. Um, and if you just take what you did with the MailChimp thing, you received an email from uh, another trade, Dave Armstrong, and then Ben Curry. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's another great, I feel like I'm dropping quotes today. This is my second one, but there's that whole uh, good artist copy and great artist steal. Uh, so if you see another business, this is your challenge for the daily. If you see another business doing something that you think they are doing well, whether it's from a email marketing perspective, Facebook perspective, you just need to like take note of that and add that to your to-do list to then work on that process. If people interview well, if people market well, I think what thing will probably motivate you uh, and I think one of the things that you've historically struggled with is what to work on next. Just look for what other people are doing, mate, and then say, I want to get good at that too. And then use the time you've got over the next couple of months to work on that, mate. You, I, I know how uh, incredibly uh, committed you are to one family and two work. I'd say use the time right now as best as you can to, to work on those processes. So I think what historically the mistake that I've made is uh, hired people into the company before I've worked on myself. Um, and uh, needless to say, those people are no longer in the company because I fucked things up. And it sounds like we've both been on similar paths. Um, that was just for, for me and Lee. Cause I've, uh, uh, guys, for everyone to wrap up, because I'm very conscious of people's time. Um, last little tidbit uh, for the subscribers of the Startup Diary podcast. Um, what one message do you want them to hear right now? Um, and what I'll do, uh, that's a big sigh from Colin. This is great for me to look at people. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to cycle through everyone because saying, uh, rather than putting your hand up, if anyone wants to say something, I think everyone has something interesting to say. Um, and Colin knows it's coming his way first. And if, <laughs> if you guys are not used to my tactics, I'm now buying time for Colin. Uh, but Colin, uh, as we wrap the show up, even if it's just uh, some parting words or messages advice, what do you want the listeners of the show to think about right now? I think um, the one thing I'll say and the one thing that we did do that I refer back to every day is obviously we all do our management accounts, we all do our cash flow forecasts and stuff like that. From day one when we realised that this was going to be a fight that we're into, we just did a simple spreadsheet of everything that had happened plus or minus from that point onwards. So every day, if we lost a client, one of our clients did go 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 under, unfortunately. Anything like that went in the minus column. If we were saving five grand from not going for the month for not going to England and stuff like that. And every morning I can come in and I look at that and I go, where are we today that's different from the months of you know my forecast that I had for two for 2020? And that's the first thing I look at every morning when I come in and I find that that just kind of focuses where we are right now like it you get a picture of where the business is i guess that keeps you sane and focused for the rest of the day but i think you made an assumption at the top of that column which was everyone does management accounts everyone does ca- 
we don't. Um, I didn't my, uh, for the first four years of the business, this is the God's honest truth. I used to walk in with one of my early investors who used to be my sales director. I used to walk into Weatherspoons on a Saturday. We'd have a couple of pints. He'd say, did you make some money? I went, yeah. He went, see you next week. Uh, and that's what, that's what, that's what we did. And that's how we operated. And I think, uh, we had Tom Bates actually on the line yesterday. Uh, and he's got a cash flow forecast template. So if anyone does want that, go over to Facebook, search the business owners group, join, uh, and Tom Bates is making a cash flow forecast available. If you want to do that, I think it's a great bit of advice. It just gives you perspective of where you are. Um, don't stick your head in the sand is the key thing I took away from what you said, Colin, uh, because it is all going to catch up with you in the end. You may as well know where you are so you can make the right decisions. Um, Mark, over to you, mate. What's the parting words? I think I've got two, really. The first one is a bit... Uh, Pithier, but is a, a quote from Eisenhower: "Plans are useless; the planning is indispensable." <laughs> Very important. And the second one is that it was something that I learned from the podcast of you guys. Actually, I got straight on the blower and um, emailed all of the potential clients and past people I knew, and even if it weren't weren't going to be a client in the future, if they'd been one in the past. Um, I emailed them all, phoned them all, messaged them all to check on how they were doing and hoping that they were well. And it was amazing the goodwill that I came back um, my direction, which buoyed me up as well. So keep in contact with everyone. Love that. I think, uh, like you say, communication is absolutely key here. Uh, over to you, Shane, on the beach. That means nothing to anyone listening, but it's Shane's Zoom background. Um, Shane, what's your I words? My, my advice for any business owner or anyone who wants to go into business is just to sit back and just think about how you can be the most creative version of yourself. And if you're not creative, then just find someone that is really creative because I genuinely believe that nearly every business is going to come out of this a lot further than the way they were. So examples of um, yourself, Colin, where you're saving five grand a month because you're doing Zoom calls before where that just was not a fault. There's personal trainers out there at the moment that are doing online live stuff, which they wouldn't have done in the past. And I'm sure that personal training, for example, is a luxury that people wouldn't want to do. But now, when we come out of this, I'm sure there'll be more people getting personal trainers that weren't getting them before. I think no matter what industry you're in, um, you can find a way to go, okay, how am I going to come out of this um, completely different? What can I do creative? More people than ever are on their phones, whether it's out of boredom, whether it's just because your phone's in your hand, I don't have to go to work, or I, wanna, or I am working from home, so I want to pass the time. So get your stuff out there. Um, don't think too hard about it. I think no matter what you're doing, just don't stop and just find something to be really creative about. Like it, mate. And actually, one of the things that I wanted to just uh, touch on is like uh, the, the personal trainer right now has probably never used technology to do classes. Uh, I actually think on the other side of it as well, their model might change completely. They might go, actually, I can make my classes more affordable to everyone. I can do group sessions rather than £45 an hour one-on-one. I'll charge £2 a, a month subscription, £10 a month subscription, keep creating content. I think your point's right. People's business models right now are going to change. So be creative, find ways to serve the community. Um, and like you referenced, Colin, people are going to find more efficiencies in their business now um and it's like all out of out of necessity we create change uh, and i think right now there's gonna be a lot of business that change mate so i really love the advice um pete how about you mate what are you leaving um i agree absolutely with the cash flow you need to understand your figures um especially if you've got responsibility for other people um you know you can't take that, that responsibility too lightly uh, and also make sure that you keep on surrounding yourself um, with like-minded people. But, uh, as a, I'm a member of another network, um, 
people and guy uh, calls it YouTubers. Uh, um, James Sinclair, uh, if anybody wants to jump onto anything that he he does, uh, his podcast, his videos, his network, it's, it's fantastic. Um, uh, positive people uh, will help you kind of get through this. Um, you know, because it will end it went pretty quick, and you've got to be ready to get kind of get back into it. So, um, yeah, uh, stay positive and just keep yourself ready for when we can just take off again. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, and again, I'm practicing what you just preached is uh, th- this for me. Uh, and as I, I come into work with Harry and surround myself with uh, one of my colleagues, but two of the members of the, the community that we've engaged with over the last few months um, and, and actually years. Uh, this keeps me sane. Surrounding myself, not, and I guess not just surrounding myself with positive people, but surrounding myself with people that are also realistic with me and will call me out on my bullshit or will tell me hard truths when I need to. I think it's those people right now that are worth their absolute weight in gold. Um, and the person that picks up the phone uh, at 10 o'clock in the evening or sends you a message just to touch base, it's that's the person right now that you really need to spend more time with. Um, Mr. Woodgate, last but not least, we need an absolute gem from you after falling asleep on this podcast. Um, what have you got for the listeners? Well, first of all, I just want to say, don't, um, don't be an ostrich. Yeah? Don't bury your head in the sand. There is help out there. If, you know, if there is issues, there's always someone there that you can talk to. So don't just hide from it and then let it get worse and snowball. Um, secondly, chase up any monies that you're owed. One thing I've done the past sort of week or two is done that and pulled in quite a fair lump of money. So it's another thing that's really helped. And last but not least, uh, yeah, just stick together, reconnect with people. Um, tough times don't last. Tough people do absolute gem at the end he dropped say he's been saving that for the whole show like that tough times don't last but tough people do um guys i just want to say an absolute huge thank you for giving up your time today to jump on the mics um as i said uh this was basically came out of an idea of uh, there's a limit to the amount of things that go through my head but i think there's so many different views and opinions from different industries right now that want to get onto the podcast uh, so uh, i want to say a huge thank you harrison anything from i went harrison then i went formal very, uh, formal. very formal anything from you bud uh, now the one thing i think it's been said a few times today is to take the potential extra time that you might have to like try and learn a new skill or learn learn something new that will help you in the industry that you're in like We've all got more time on our hands than ever before, and now is the opportunity to seize that. Uh, absolutely perfect. Guys, uh, thank you so much for sticking through this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. If you're new here, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. But I'd probably say the most important action you can do right now is, uh, and Harry might punch me in the side of the head when I say this, is the most important action right now isn't even subscribe. It's to go over to Facebook, uh, search the Business Owners Group uh, and join the group. We've got 250 plus people in there that, and you're just getting a glimpse of what they are like this week. Um, right now, uh, you have to surround yourself with people that are willing to support you uh, and be positive. Get into the group. We have some amazing people in there. Um, and from me, stay well, stay safe. We're in this together. And I promise you we will get through this. Speak to you soon. Thank you.